Hello, and welcome to the Friday Live thing. Whether you have an existing online business or are just starting out, we show you how to grow and scale your business the easy way. Here are your hosts, Tim Goodwin and Mark Thompson. Hi guys, and welcome to the Friday Live thing. It's Scruffy Mark and Scruffy Tim here. <laughs> he hasn't shaved, I haven't brushed my hair. Uh, we're professionals. <laughs> well, at least it's that way round. At least, like, you haven't brushed your hair and rather than me not brushing my hair. You haven't brushed your hair. You obviously haven't brushed your hair. <laughs> it's getting a bit long, actually. It's getting a bit straggly. I can't, don't know whether you can yeah. see. Well, what people don't know, and they've been, they've been watching this is a 50-second show, you actually have a ponytail. You just, you've never turned around to show to show it anyone. Yours, yeah, I've had to mullet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your hair starts halfway down the back of your head. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. He's got a high forehead. Anyway, <laughs> welcome. You can tell we had a week off last week because we're all refreshed and we're, we're back to our normal um, it's, levels. It's easy, of... it's easy for you to say, Mark, you've been refreshed. I'm absolutely knackered. Um, <laughs> so uh, I've moved office. I, I've moved office. I am going to do a quick spin on my new office. I'm actually quite quite excited by my new office. So oh, let's do that while we're here. You look just like the old one. It's actually um, I don't know how we, well we can do that. So that's quite big, isn't it? Ooh, that's one room. Yeah. Take you through the other room. Next one is where the magic happens, isn't it? The next room is um, the messy room. And uh, that's my job for this afternoon. Um, that's so shopping, I've, got, I've got a joke and it's like, um, how many internet marketers uh, does it take to um, uh, to build a set of shelves? <laughs> You're gonna find out, aren't you? Like, I've actually I've actually enlisted the help this afternoon of, of Michael Christon, um, which means that these shelves will probably not get built this afternoon. Um, <laughs> Um, so yeah, lots and lots of stuff, lots and lots of mess. That's our office. Oh, cool. Go back in here. It's, war it's warmer in here. This is where all the heating's on, right? Oh, because you're in Scotland. Anyway, so that's enough of the intro. That's another Tim's office. Um, it's actually one interesting thing before we get on with the email marketing. I've started taking pretty much Thursdays off now. So I basically do the, do the emails in the morning. It's the only day that Alison has off. All right. Cause, cause she, she works uh, evenings now and, um, oh no. And hive marketing extract failed as well. Now, um, <laughs> I'll have to check that one out. Um, so Thursdays I, I tend to take day off. So we just do stuff. And part of that involves me sitting in a Starbucks while she's shopping the last two week weeks. I've ended up walking out of there with a new domain from an idea that I've had. <laughs> so just, I think it's just literally getting away from work. Yeah. Really does help the things flow. Right. That's enough of that rubbish we're talking about. I, I, did, I, um, I, see, I see that uh, our good, good friend, Mr. Mr. Brown is um, uh, got soggy feet in Yorkshire. Mr. Anders Brown. Hi. Well, I, I don't, actually don't know any Korean. He's, a, he's an expert on Korean hashtags now. Is he? That's cool. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> um, do you want to explain the, the Korean hashtags? 
No, we'll, we'll do, we'll, we'll, I know he won't, he won't, he's already said he won't, he won't come on the show with us, he's too shy. Oh. However, we will, we will talk about how he's um, 10x'd his business since he started listening to our show. Just, he's just do it. Listening, to, listening to us, our random ramblings yeah. on a Friday afternoon. Our random, our random ramblings and then basically applying some of it has helped him um, 10x his business. So, so, so off the back of that, we've actually come up with an idea of what we're actually going to talk about today. Um, uh, which is all about email marketing, because I know that um, Mr. Anders Brown has been uh, crushing it with uh, email over the last six, 12 months. So we thought, and also Andre Chaperon has been talking about email a lot more recently, where he's released uh, Autoresponder Madness 2 for free. And they can, there's a link there to go there, lifestylemarketer.co, arm free. Yeah. The, the, cookie, the cookie won't last long enough <laughs> for the next version of ARM to come out. Yeah. However, right, let me tell you why everybody listening to this should get this. It is a game changer. It is the reason I'm still in it in online marketing. Okay. It's the reason why eight years down the line, I still have some of the same people on my list. I yeah. hardly ever grow a list because what I learned from Andre has stuck with me forever. It's what we teach people. If I teach right, it's basically what Andre's teaching you, whatever Andre taught, taught me. Yeah. And one of the best educations that I had, luckily, was Andre used to live around the corner from me, down the hill slightly. Every Friday, we used to go and have burgers and beer at the local deli and talk about marketing all afternoon. And I tell you what, you can't get a better education than that. No. And his ideas for arm, you know, some of, some of them came from just chatting and talking and bouncing ideas around. My ideas for email marketing came from that, those, um, yeah, it's superb. I think it's still one of the most important online courses ever. I, I totally agree with that. Um, it was the genesis for an awful lot of um, the stuff that I've been doing with Lean Greens, but yeah. also with my... Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ah dear. Um, I've also uh, also the, the the work that uh, I did with um, my ex business partner Paul Mort. Uh, we created a um, a business called Marketing Muscle, um, and one of the products that we released um, was called the Fitness Camp Starter Kit. Right. Mar I'm going to tell this story. Let me tell the story. <laughs> but, but just wait because there's there's a bit of a lead into this, and the reason why fitness camp starter kit was sold so well and i'll come on to that in a second is because um when we first decided that we were going to do this product and this program and like marketing muscle is that uh, paul and i basically went through andre's autoresponder madness course um and spent a week basically building out our client customer avatar um and writing 23 emails i think it was um, that were our initial soap opera sequence. Um, and um, <laughs> a, a, a original soap opera sequence, which basically we didn't sell anything for like the first 17 days. And then we sold a product on day 18. Um, but also we got a bunch of people onto that list and all that kind of stuff. And then Mark um, came into the story somewhat when we released Fitness Camp Starter Kit. So I arranged to meet Tim and Paul Moore for lunch. And it was literally, they spent a few days recording videos with some random woman. 
right? <laughs> and then they, they turned up for lunch, they sat down, they sent off the first email talking about it. And then Paul went, oh shit, I didn't put a link in it. <laughs> so he didn't send, and while we were eating, on the first course he sent, sent an email out saying, sorry, I forgot to put the link on it. Sent, sent that out. And while we had, by the time we had dessert, I think you'd done, was it $5,000 or something? 5,000 pounds? Right. So we made 5,000 pounds with an email without a link as soon as they sent the link out. Um, that's how good email marketing is. It's purely from um, email marketing because, uh, you know, in, back in those days, like eight years ago, uh, seven, seven and a half, eight years ago, Facebook ads really weren't what they were, what they are today. Um, the reach that you get, you know, was very, very different. And like you had to do real world marketing, like meet, meeting people and yeah. phoning them up and shit like that. <laughs> so yeah, emails, where is that? First time I met Tim and Paul, I was with Andre and we'd arranged to meet. Now, Andre being Andre arranged to meet in a, in a, in a sort of place he said called he called the Havana bar right yeah. now this is this is typical of Andre and I'm, I know he's not listening because he's on a flight right so this bar is a strip club right and he arranged to meet at midday now he a he didn't know it was a strip club he just he looked up Port of Venice and went oh yeah Havana bar we'll go there and it sounds okay all right uh, B, it wasn't open obviously strip clubs don't open at midday so we ended, we ended up meeting in, in Planet Hollywood and Paul, Paul walked in and Tim walked in Right. And basically, Tim couldn't get a word in edgeways. Uh, <laughs> if anyone's ever met Paul Moore or seen Paul Moore, Paul just, just doesn't stop talking. And he is the loudest person in any room. He's the loudest person in a stadium. <laughs> I, I, I recall sitting down with you guys and he would like he literally just went like this for about 25 minutes. And I was like, eventually he shut up for like two seconds and went, Hi, my name's Tim. Nice to meet you guys. And it's just like, and, and yeah. the, face, the face of Mark and Andre and their respected other halves, and like going, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> we all thought that Tim was Paul Moore because Tim like looked professional. <laughs> Paul, Paul looked like an off-duty tattooed base, uh, basketball player. Pretty much. Happy days. Right, so we've got a, a quick question here. I've got, I've got an address. Uh, sorry if I absolutely murder and butcher your name. Sacco says, hey, Mark, did Andre write an article about you? I think he mentioned it in one of his articles. No, that he wrote about Mark Acut, um, a friend of his who he grew up with in South Africa, who moved across to the UK at the same time as him. So, no, it's not me. Um, yeah, you're not, you're not that famous, Mark. Not that famous. Right. No. Right, so let, let, let's... Having done a very long intro, <laughs> we, talk about email now. We, we talk about emails and the whole reason we talk about emails is basically you've got our history now. We, 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 I met Tim with Andre. Um, I was there when Tim did his first, um, hey, we've got, we got to show this. Do you, let you read that one, that one out. Miranda says, as, as a fledgling company, uh, following Mark and Tim's courses and free hints and tips, we have indeed created our own niche in a saturated marketplace. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to talk too much about Anders' products, but we'll leave that for another day. But he does have a ridiculously niche, 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 yeah. and and it's like 
but he's absolutely crushing at the moment, making a ridiculous amount of cash from, you know, email marketing, good old fashioned email marketing in 2019, almost 2020 now. And it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's just, I was talking to a friend of mine actually, who's just moved into the same town as us and he's a mountain biker, of course. And, um, uh, he was, uh, he, he runs a, an Amazon business and, but he's got quite a, a decent, uh, YouTube following, uh, through his mountain biking. And I gave him an idea to basically pursue, to, to start building up a, um, like a product related business, something that to do with mountain biking. And, um, he said to me, oh, what, what should I do first? And I was like, start building an email list. And he was like, really? I was like, oh yes. It's like, even in 2020, building an email list is the first and probably the only thing that is, it's, it's the number one thing that you need to do to your, for your business. If you're building an audience on a platform like YouTube or Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or LinkedIn or whatever, you're building up your business on somebody else's land and they can take that away from you at any time. With an email list, you can back it up anytime you like. So you've always got a, a list, your list somewhere else. You can upload it to a different email service provider if somebody kicks you off, but touch wood, never being kicked off a email service provider other than active campaign, but that's for another story. Um, <laughs> um, but your, your email list is the strongest asset. It's where I still get probably about 30, 40% of my revenue every single month comes directly from email. Yeah. So, I can't, I can't ignore it and I won't ignore it. And I, you know, when people, uh, when people will, will uh, dismiss like email marketing, say, oh no, it's not worth it anymore. It's like, it costs too much to get a lead and blah, blah, blah. Even if it costs you a pound 50, two pound or five pound to acquire a lead, it's still great value. Still yeah. great value if you are doing the sales on the back end the right way. Yeah. So I we had a show it must have been th three four months ago uh, where we actually talked directly to anders but he, he asked some, some tips about um mm. you talking about what you do with your business and one of the things you said was not just send an email to all your buyers when when you have something new and that's what he does on a regular basis now and every he came back i joke about this i've joked about this loads of times as i know funny enough email marketing works he comes he, he mentioned the other day now Whenever I send an email, I make a sale. Yeah, that, that normally happens. Yeah. Yeah. So to, to give you an idea, we've got a bunch of different campaigns that we run. Um, Mark runs certain campaigns that work very, very well for the internet marketing space. And I work, I do an awful lot of email campaigns that work really, really well within the e-commerce world. So what we're going to do is going to kind of quickly go through probably sort of six or seven, maybe eight kind of examples of different campaigns and campaigns flows broadcast messages you interchange those words as much as you like um so a couple of the ones that um i would certainly recommend that everybody sets up and some of them are really obvious and you've probably heard them before but it's it's super essential that you spend the time to create these so the first one on my list is a cart abandoned sequence okay and this is kind of a way of um, if you've not heard of cart abandonment, basically somebody goes onto your onto your checkout, whether it's a physical product or if it's a, a internet marketing info product type thing, they get through to the checkout, but then they 
um, they, they put enough information in to actually like, you know, for your emails, your, your cart software to capture an email address, but they abandon. And that happens quite a lot on Shopify um, where people will put their email address in, they get through to the point where they're putting in their credit card information. And then they, for whatever reason, they abandon. So what we, we have is a, a very, very simple sequence, which basically, um, uh, send, basically sends them an email, uh, a couple of emails, one after an hour after they've abandoned the cart, one after four hours and one after 24 hours. And the, the sequence isn't, um, and people say, oh, do you want to offer discounts? I was like, no, I don't offer a discount. All I do is I add value. So my cart abandonment sequence is very simple. It says, I see that you came to our website and almost bought, but decided for whatever reason not to. Now, one or two things happened. One, we didn't show you enough value. And if that's the case, here's um, uh, our nutrition program um, that you can have for free. Go away, go use it, blah, blah, blah. If for whatever reason you had problems with the checkout, click here. This is where the checkout, your checkout is still live. Off you go, finish it off. And I basically am adding value, but also giving them the opportunity to go back and actually uh, finish the cart off as well. We do that for the first 24 hours. After 24 hours, that's when we start doing things like discount ladders and all that kind of stuff. But we'll come come back to that later on in, a, in a, another email campaign. So that's the first one I recommend everybody does is cart abandonment sequence. Right. So here's, I'll do, we shall do my first one. That's your one. My first one, product interest tagging. So what I've got set up on the use active campaign um, is when somebody reads an article, um, watches a video, clicks a link and goes to a specific product, they are then tagged that they are interested in that product. So that means if I'm doing an offer and sending money out, or sending money out, I don't send money out, I get money in, um, but I'm sending out emails to say, hey, here we've got an offer, um, the price is going up next week, make sure you get it now. I know who I can send that to. It's people who are interested. If person goes to the same uh, like sales page three times, I have an automated email that goes out and says, hey, I see you're interested in this. Have you got any questions you need or whatever? Okay, how can I help you stop sitting on the fence and buy it? Okay, and you can only do that by tracking uh, within your email service provider. So ESP has tracking code, ESP. Active campaign has tracking codes. You put them on your page and it tracks exactly what happens. Uh, if anybody signed up, I've did, I'm doing a free um, bit of training at the moment. You can have to check the emails from during the week. Um, it's, for, it's based around ARM. It's actually, actually how to integrate or implement. I'm having a bad day today. It's how to implement uh, autoresponder madness, right? So I have set that up with product interest, product interest. So if somebody goes there and doesn't sign up for it, I can, I probably won't because it's, it's a free course. I don't want to spend too much time and effort. Um, but I could say, hey, I saw you're interested, you know, make sure you come back. Uh, we've done a new lesson, whatever. We've, imp we've improved the product, whatever. If you've got, so for example, Tim's got 10 different products. Tim can have a different tracking code on each product. Then if somebody who's, who purchases Lean Greens, then goes and looks at Billions or whatever it's called, Amber Boost or any, anything like that, um, he knows that one of his customers has already gone to, has now gone to look at another product. So he can immediately trigger an email offering 
a 10% discount on that product. And they'll, a lot of people actually think about it. They go, oh, that was a coincidence. No, it's not a coincidence. It's just that it's set up properly. Yep. So yeah, product interest targeting. What's next, mate? Um, my next one is the broadcast resend. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to try be able to share my screen. Let's give it let's give it one go to try and see if I can share my screen. So give me a second. Share screen. Share screen. It should come up. If it does, I'll. Uh... Hopefully, you should see yeah. my screen. Give me a second. Yeah. Okay. So um, this is Clavio. This is my email software that we use. Um, and it's basically um, the broadcast resend is I, I send about two or three emails a week to our list, to our customer list. And um, this is something that I kind of pick up and then stop doing after a couple of weeks and then remember that I should be doing it. But it's basically every time I send an email, I will send a resend somewhere between 16 and 30 hours later normally okay so if you look at some of the metrics here which is the interesting bit which is the open rates on the right hand side so if you go this one for example not so perfect day uh 22% open rate which is pretty normal um it's slightly above average for the e-commerce world but um which is good um but basically 20 22% of people so 626 people opens that email so the next day I send the same email again, but to people who didn't open the first on the first send. So they didn't open not so perfect day. So I'm resending to people who didn't open this email. Okay. And I'm getting an additional 265 people opening that email. Um, so if you see, I've got this one 25 and a half percent and an extra, so 684. So we've got an extra people, 268 have opened that one. Uh, the fructose hater one, which was incredible, 700 people opened that. 369 people opened the resend. Same with this one, our e-bikes cheating. So 654 and then an extra 368 people opened. Basically by sending the resend, the email is essentially getting a 40%, 35 to 40% open rate. Um, which is insane, absolutely insane. As you can see, I've just resent a hangover fix one this morning. So the original one got 670. I'm probably expecting about another another sort of three, 400 people to open the resend. One of the things that I do with the resend is all I do is I, I switch over the, I just change the subject um, uh, line of the, um, of the email and that's it. But strongly, strongly recommended that you, uh, that you basically resend your broadcast messages because you'll get a whole bump of extra people opening. One recommendation with it is to switch the switch the subject line, but also the time of day that you send it. So if you normally send at six or seven o'clock in the morning, switch it around to say three, four o'clock in the afternoon, you'll get a whole bunch of different people opening. Yeah, definitely, because people, one good thing if you're on an active campaign, they've now, on one of the higher plans, they've got predictive sending. Yeah, which is really useful because it see it looks at what time people open the emails and it will send it five minutes before they generally open emails. So if you open your emails at 10 o'clock in the morning in Starbucks or having a coffee, it will send it at five to 10, which is really clever. Yeah, All right. I'm just going to type the next one up. <laughs> this is slick. 
<laughs> it, it, we, we've planned this really well. I didn't even know we were going to do, do all these, but anyway, here we go. So number four, engagement tagging. And I'm going to show my, share my screen. I've got to show, share. Oh, sorry, I already shared it. Right, so let me make that full screen. People probably can't see it that much. However, this is part two of an engagement tagging sequence. And what it does, you can see at the top here, it says contact reads any email, contact clicks any link, contact visits page, big income smallest, contact visits, visits page, serious marketers only, contact visits page, lifestylemarketer.co, contact visits page, highprofitableemail.com. So basically, if somebody opens an email, clicks a link, or visits any of my sites, okay, then the we take them out of an automation um, engagement tagging, okay? We then immediately, at the same time, add them into engagement tagging, and then we end it. Now, that sounds stupid, okay? But it's not, because this is how it works. So that's basically the trigger. If we go to part one, okay, no start trigger, but this is the um, automation that the other one adds people into. So as soon as they get added to this, they get a tag engaged. They then get a tag recent activity. We then remove a tag disengaged if it happens to exist, and we remove the tag inactive if it happens to exist. So that waits for seven days. So if anybody takes any action over seven days, bear in mind they've been removed and added whenever they take an, an action. So they'll always go straight back in. Okay, so when you remove someone from the automation, they'll get removed from whichever level they're at and they'll get added back in, which is why you have that remove and add back in there at the same time. So they'll always come back in here. And you can see uh, we wait for seven days. So there's 471 people who have engaged in the last seven days. After seven days, we remove the tag recent activity which is the one we add there. And we wait 21 days. So in the last three weeks, there's 179 people who have done something in the last 21 days, but haven't done anything in the last seven days. So I know I can actually send sites specifically to people with this tag. And the tag is disengaged. Um, Okay. That, that whole sequence there, whilst it's, it might might seem a little bit sort of complex, is actually just it's it's actually really easy to implement, especially yeah. if you're on active campaign. You can see that, that, that. Look, I mean, it's just a complete row of people, and you can see here that's 21 days. Then we wait for another 30 days, so that's uh, seven days, 21 days, 28 days, 58 days. Okay. And this I had tag inactive. This blog. Block may trigger disengaged final sequence. Guess what? It does. So when anybody gets to 58 days and they haven't basically clicked on anything, gone to a page, opened an email, then it starts the, the final engagement sequence, which is seven emails going, hey, where the hell are you? What's wrong? What, have, I, have I upset you? And it starts giving them lots of free stuff and tries to get people to open the emails. It really, I mean, that's, it sounds complicated, even talking about it, it's complicated for me, but um, especially today, it is literally a nice linear one. But one of the great things with these, this type of um, setting up of your email marketing systems, um, doesn't matter what 
who you are, what you're trying to do is the um, uh, the you, you you're segmenting your audience based upon their engagement level, which means yeah. that you can communicate with people based upon their engagement level. So if they're disengaged, you have a an opportunity to send a bunch of emails out to them. If for whatever reason they've stopped getting your emails, they're going into spam or they've you know blocked you or you know whatever, so be it. They're never going to get your emails anymore. And at some point you're just going to go through that list and go, well, this person hasn't opened any of my emails in the last 90 days. I've sent them a whole bunch of emails, but they haven't opened anything. Well, just get rid of them out of your list because it's it's weighing heavy on your email service provider. If you keep on sending out emails to people who aren't opening them, it reflects badly on your reputation as an email sender. Um, so it's definitely worthwhile doing these types of tagging to segment, we have a, a process, we, we call it our dark list. So after 180 days, if they haven't opened an email and if they haven't bought anything, um, basically people go into our dark list. So it's a sim similar approach, it's just a tagging process that we go through. I'll tell you, as number five, I might as well do the disengagement sequence. Hadn't I? Yeah. Could it make, it make it makes sense. So add that banner. Number five, disengagement sequence. Let me share this page. The, the, one of the great things with all of these is that they're opportunities to tailor the message that goes out to these people. And that's yep. really the key bit. If you can um, if you can set it up, set these things up so that you have an opportunity to engage with people with where they're at right now you're more likely to bring them back for an additional sale. And that's that's really what you're trying to achieve here is to try and, you know, stop people basically churning out of your list by getting them to re-engage to either respond to an email or, you know, sign up to another list or to actually go ahead and buy something. And now Mark's going to baffle us with the science. Now, this is really easy. So if you sort of remember the last one, the last thing that got added was a, a tag inactive so that's 58 days and they haven't visited visited any site or they haven't um, opened an email or clicked a link so 58 days i've had no interaction with them whatsoever so the tag is triggered we immediately send a re-engagement re-engagement email one wait for three days okay we then we check have they got the inactive tag if they haven't they've obviously reacted to that and we just end the automation if they have still got it, then we send another email. We won't wait two days. You can see we've got seven people there who are falling out of love with me. Um, does a contact have the tag inactive? Once again, no, no inactive tag. Great. Okay, they've reacted to that email. Yes. Then they get another email. Wait for three days. Blah blah blah. Go, it just goes on for I think it's seven emails. Okay, sending the final disengagement email. This is the one basically, you're off my list, goodbye. And we unsubscribe from the list, unsubscribe from dead list, so unsubscribe from any list, uh, subscribe to a list called dead list, add tag, do not disturb dead list. So if I, um, when I send out an email, I just make sure that I exclude do not disturb dead list, unless I actually want to send an email. So yeah, and that's so sort of, handling all your engagements and disengagements so ian has just put a comment up it's basically saying that open tracking is a bit flaky difficult to know if it actually opened but can track the click or the site visit absolutely right 
um, you know, open tracking, it can be flaky, but for, for doing this effectively, um, open tracking is probably the, 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 the next best thing that you can achieve. Um, and if like, it, you know, if people are getting to the point where they're getting these disengagement emails and you're encouraging them to click a link or to get them to hit reply to your emails, then that's going to be a more positive sig signal. So ultimately you don't want people to, you want people to open your emails, but you want people to react to your emails. So, which is why this, you know, is, to a certain degree is why we use open rather than clicking to a site, clicking to a site. Unfortunately, you know, you probably saw from the stats, my, my open rates, my click through rates are like around about 1%, which again is fairly normal for an e-commerce platform, uh, e-commerce business, but it's like only 1% of your audience actually clicking through to go through to uh, eventually go and buy something. So yeah, trying to get that, um, the, the right signal to know whether you've got the engagement or not. The open rate, uh, the opens are a bit, uh, they're not great, but they're better than nothing. So um, I agree with what, what Ian says, but certainly it's a, it's a way of uh, doing it. Yeah, which is why, um, I mean, one of the things I, I do in all the disengagement statements is click, if you want to send a link, you must click this link, reply to this email. Basically any action that is, is more than an open is what you need. One of the great things about having one of those dead lists and when people drop off is that what you can do is you can go to that list once every two or three months and you can run your unsubscribe check against it. So anyone on that list who is unsubscribed, make sure they're off. You can run the um, bouncer. Yeah, the, the email bounce script against it. So you, what you do, you tend to pick up, you pick up a lot, lot of email bounces. So you wait six, 60 days, 70 days, three months, whatever, they'll be in that, any bounced email will be in there. So you're not taking bounced emails off your main list, which may possibly only about for a very simple reason, which happens a lot. Yeah. So um, I appreciate people have been putting some comments, but be interesting to know in the comments, whether um, if you're on Facebook Live or the YouTube thing or whatever other fancy thing that we're we're live on, just let, let us know in the comments like about what um, what different email campaigns that you're running. If you're running any of the campaigns we've already talked about, but if there's anything that you're doing slightly different, be really interesting to know. So yeah, just put your comments in below. I think we're going to do probably one or two more, I think, Mark, and then we'll call it quits for today. Yeah, your turn. So um, the, the the one, I've, I've got more than one on my list, but I'll, I'll talk about the, the one which I'm implementing right now, which is a bounce back campaign. The bounce back campaign is, is quite e-commerce focused, but it can be utilized within um, with it, within your uh, normal sort of, uh, within internet marketing info marketing space. So what is a bounce back campaign? Very simply, a bounce back campaign is when somebody buys for you from you for the first time, they buy once, you're trying to get them to bounce back and add and to buy something as quickly as possible um, uh, from you again, so that they become a repeat customer. One of the one of the um, the the difficulties with e-commerce is it can be the death of the one-time customer list. And um, we have something in the region around about 50% of our customers only buy once. Now that does mean on the other side, we have 50% of our audience who buy more than once, which is great. And that's actually a really strong statistics for an e-commerce business. 
but if you, um, as you'll appreciate that um, the one time customer list, they are a huge drain on your business. They are uh, uh, basically you've acquired that customer normally at break even or, or at loss and they've, they've only bought once and your, the lifetime value is basically how much money they spent on the front end. So for the bounce back campaign, very, very simply, they buy something, they've made, they've gone through your upsell sequence. If you've got an upsell sequence on the back end of like your checkout process or something like that, but they've ignored that. What you do is when they've bought for the first time, you immediately send them the first email that gets sent to them is very much, very simply, um, thanks very much. I've got a surprise gift for you. Um, here's, here's a, a couple of hidden products that we're selling for for 25% off or for 50% 50, 50 off or whatever discount you want to do. Generally, they are low cost products to you as in like, you know, if you're running a, an apparel store, it's like the t-shirt that costs you 50p to create, but you're selling it for nine quid instead of 19 pounds. Um, so, you know, but you're still making decent margin. What it does is it gets them over the line again to potentially buy for a second time. And you've also increased your uh, lifetime value for, of that customer by an extra whatever you know however many pounds profit you're making on that 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 small bump kind of thing but you do it in an email and it's the first email that goes out generally the first email that goes out um, to a customer after they bought has the highest open rates normally in the region of 45 50 percent plus or you'll get as open rates for that first email that goes to them so take advantage of that and also it, it it solidifies the relationship that you've got with that customer that they're buying coming back and buying for a second time straight away um so you know you literally it's within the first hour um and i would say put a time limit on or like some kind of countdown or something like that and basically go, you can only order this up until the point that we are dispatching your original order so like you know once your original order has been dispatched this offer closes kind of thing so giving them a bit of a sense of urgency to actually go ahead and do that. So that's the bounce back campaign. Cool. Right. I've got a really simple one now. Cool. Really, really simple. Custom audience campaign. I'm going to share the screen because it makes it really easy. Uh, right. This told you it's simple. So what this does is, let me just make sure it's showing up. Yeah, it's showing up. Good. Somebody subscribes to Annie List. We add to Facebook custom audience email subscribers, right? So automatically, automatically you have a uh, custom audience for email subscribers. You could run an advert every time you send out an email, just saying, I sent out a really important email today, make sure you check your inbox, right? And you can just make sure that it goes to these people. Yeah. Um, tag status, not reachable. Why would I tag someone not reachable? Everybody who comes onto my list, the very first thing that happens, they get a tag not reachable. That tag gets removed when they open an email or click a link. So as far as I'm concerned, nobody is reachable until they actually open or click a link. Okay, it's just a way of doing a double opt-in by, by, but by doing a single opt-in. Anybody reads an email, we add them to the custom audience. That's it. You can do custom audiences with active campaign. You can add people to custom, different custom audiences all the time. You can, I could come in here now. I could create a new custom audience within active campaign and it transfers it to Facebook. Really, really useful thing to do. And I don't know many people that are actually doing that. Smart. 
Yeah. So there's a couple of questions in the in in the uh, list, um, uh, Ian and. Uh, again, I'm going to probably screw up his his name as well. Uh, Sako Seiko, we'll we'll go with Seiko. I think that sounds cool. Um, so Seiko says I'm on a Facebook Live. I meant to ask you about the technique to build a list overnight, which is something that Mark's been talking about on the uh, free group this last week, and also with an email as well. I wanted yeah, to apply this. Part of the show we did. Uh, one of our tips in. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 absolutely right. We did it last week. Yeah. Which we've got 50 tips. Yeah. So if I wanted to apply this to a copywriting service, but I don't have any relationships to leverage, do you have any advice on convincing people to share the ebook? Just just make it valuable for them. If they don't have to do anything. So for example, I wrote the report. So you could write a, um, a report on copywriting, right? That people can give to their lists. And you say to them, well, I recommend autoresponder madness and I recommend this book and this book and this book and make sure you add the links of the person who you want to send it out that's really all there is to it you've got you just got to keep it as really simple you've got to keep it so they have to do nothing just open basically they've got to you can even write the email for them to say here's the email copy and paste it it's done right if you the simpler you make it the more likely they are to do it to do it yep uh, I mean, we did it. We did something similar. It wasn't very similar, but um, Tega in SMO, he wrote his guide to hiring a VA. I didn't have to do anything. Basically, I said, I said to him, "Yeah." So he back he, he wrote the the guide, put it in, put it into SMO for us. I had to do nothing. That makes it easy. So basically, anything that you can do to make it easy for them, the more easy you make it, the better. If they've only got to go and click a button. Or send an email that's perfect certainly with a lot of um marketing stuff that we do say for example with our our affiliates for lean greens is that i sit and write the email campaigns for them and i do that because i know how valuable it is i it's, it's good use of my time i will sit and write a four email sequence for an individual's list so i i get on the phone to them i ask the the affiliates a bunch of questions you know, it's figuring out who they are, their business and the relationship with their clients. And I, um, uh, I write the emails, a four email sequence for them. But all they have to do is add it to their email software and press send. And that's it. Um, I even tell them the timing of when they should send this stuff out. Um, so anything that you can do to make it easy for people to share and to like develop, you know, uh, you know, to help to grow your business, yeah, that's the way forward. So Ian said two things. He says, catch the dispatch headline, uh, genuine, nice, genuine scarcity is the one above it, Mark. Yeah. Um, uh, which which what, we, what we're talking about with the um, the bounce back campaign. Um, it's it's people are always put in this sort of false scarcity into stuff, and I'm not a big fan. Um, I like to have real scarcity. You know, there's you can you can explain the whole you know uh, catch the dispatch thing. It's like, well, we want to send you something else. We want to put it into the same box to save shipping. Um, so like, place your order and then you'll save shipping on that second order. Away you go. And it's a very definite de deadline. It's really really um, uh, right for that. So. <laughs> When's the 50 ways to become a serious, a serious marketer? Kindle book. Yeah, we should do something like that. Maybe. I, maybe yeah, we'll... I, I actually said to Alison, look, if I if I give you the, the transcripts, can you write yeah. it up? As a... 
but I, it's just I, working. Be, uh, 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 it would be five hundred pounds an hour. It's good tech. You could do transcripts and you use uh, Temi, T-E-M-I, which is ten cents a minute. Um, it's actually re really pretty accurate. Um, it automatically takes out any ums and ahs if you tick a, tick a button. So it basically reduces it from two hours to one hour. Certainly for our stuff. Yeah. <laughs> right, have you got one more you want to do or shall we? No, I think up? we'll leave it to that. I think that's enough for everybody to be getting on with. And it's like, the, I think the most important thing for Mark and I is which ones, which ones have you already got implemented, but which ones more importantly are you going to implement? Because yeah. um, as we started off this call with talking about Anders and his taking action on some of the very simple tips that, um, you know, email marketing strategies and tips that we've we've been giving away. Why are we giving this stuff away? Um, basically, you know, uh, let us know which ones you're going to take action on, <laughs> because there's no point in us telling you all this stuff. And for, you, for everybody to go, well done, SMO guys. Thank you very much. Very good. Well done. Um, and they're not actually taking any action on it. So um, if, if, any, if, if there is an action you're going to take um, today, go to join SMO.free, join SMO.com forward slash free to uh, join in a free group. But tell us which which one of these campaigns you're, uh, you are going to go ahead and implement this weekend and uh, stick it in the comments below on Facebook, YouTube and all that. I know we said it before, but one thing both myself and Tim do really well, and it's probably why we're still here is we actually do implement ideas. I, I said yesterday, sat down on a copy, I got an idea. Uh, I bought the domain name whilst, I actually downloaded the Namecheap app whilst I was having a coffee and bought the domain name and now I've got to set it up. And uh, before we came on call today, I was looking for some stuff for um, the idea I had. And you'll see it in, probably within, within two weeks, you'll see the idea come to life. And that's it, that's it, take action. Right, so finally, down there, look, down there, join smo.com forward slash free. It's a free group. This is what we do all week. We talk about stiff, well, I do, Tim pops in occasionally. <laughs> We're in between building shelves. Yeah, we got building shelves. Um, and we, we, we'll happily answer any questions you have. I don't think we, we, we haven't shirked one question yet. So might be wrong answers, but we haven't shirked them. <laughs> right, that's it, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, good to have so many so many on, on here today. It was, um, good. It was a good turnout. Uh, we had double figures at one point. Woo hey, woo! It's fun. It's actually funny. Uh, live shows, you, you look at them and go, oh, "We've only got eight people watching this." When I go to check in maybe three days' time on. Um, YouTube, there's been 100 odd views. Facebook Live, another five views. <laughs> I really, guys, I really hate Facebook at the moment. Love it, Facebook. It really, really is not a good channel. Um, it's seriously not a good channel. And if which there was why, which is why the whole email thing is so important. Yeah. It's like don't build your audience on a borrowed platform. Every time I say it, someone goes, yes, but I made $10,000 on Facebook last week. Well, great. It works. For, it works for some people. Honestly, I, if I could get off Facebook and never, ever go on there again, I would. I really so would. Organically, it sucks. And, you know, we do very well with, with Facebook ads for, for what we're doing and pay, paying Facebook, funny enough, um, works quite well. Right. 
this is if you go, if you're in SMO the pro group go and look at my the, the stats I posted um, this morning from three two-minute Pinterest videos I added right those three two-minute videos which I haven't paid anything for has had way more views than anything else I put on Facebook in ages and these are people who aren't fans or anything they Pinterest just puts stuff out to people it knows that they like um, I was actually very surprised at the number of views these one was 42 seconds this video 42 seconds we had 350 views on Sunday right on Pinterest something I've not used for two years on those those three videos I've had 15,000 views in the last 90 days on Pinterest something which I don't use I, I don't know whether Anders um, uses Pinterest but if he if he isn't he should be um, for, for his business, Pinterest is an absolute gold mine. Honestly, yeah. from an organic standpoint, honestly, if you've got something that is visual, a very visual product, Pinterest. Yeah, yeah. right. That's another my rant about Facebook. Yeah, All right. Let's get off. They probably cut us off already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know what we should do. We should rebrand in all capitals, by the way. It's the oh, you'd have to sort out all your messes. You just rebrand with all capitals, and people would think it's a different company. Rant over. End of. Peace oh, out. Rachel. Oh, Rachel Matthews, do you get Pinterest to convert, though? I find it crap for that. Interesting. Um, it's, it's, it's not necessarily about getting it to convert directly. Like, um, I, I don't know if you can put up that comment mark. Um, oh, sorry. Um, what you're trying to do. Uh, Rachel's basic Rachel Matthews um, Rachel does stuff with um, gardens oh. which she's very very good at it's incredible she coaches people on like helping them with making their gardens look freaking epic um, but it's not about getting people to convert necessarily from directly from Pinterest it's another way of getting people onto your list getting people to actually communicate with your brand and um, uh, it's, it's what happens next you know, we have a um, we have one particular image. This is ridiculous with with Pinterest. Um, we I think we get something like uh, 1,500 views, uh, 1,500 page clicks to a blog post from Pinterest a month. 14 uh, 1,497 of them come from one image, and it's like it takes them to a um, a blog post about um, uh, fish oils. And all we're doing at that point is we're, we're pixeling them. We're, we're trying to convert them to put them onto an email list. And then we're also trying to make a sale as well. But ultimately, we're trying to get them to go, what's the next thing? What happens next on that landing page once they get to our, our platform? That's way more important than me trying to, like, you know, get somebody to convert. Um, well, I know that Velocity in SMO converts and makes sales from Pinterest. So it works, but, but people staying three seconds from Pinterest is actually probably quite a good thing because that's an average. So there will be 20 or 30 people a day are probably stay, staying there for longer. So yeah, if you- It's probably a bunch of bounces, you're right. It's like there, there'll be people who like, go onto your page. I love people who leave, who, who leave quickly. Yep. It saves means that I have to retarget them. So if you've got your retarget pixels sent to, set to 20 or 30 seconds, you can immediately run a retargeting, retargeting campaign to, the, to those people 
who has actually stayed longer because they're the ones who are interested. It, it just means it's, it's like Tim was saying, he gets 1% open rate on his emails, which is actually quite good. So it's 99% of the email isn't wasted. It's just branding, but the people who are interested open it. So, and so I know we, we were extending this, this, this call a little bit longer today, but the, um, uh, one of the things I do is I have an audience on good old Facebook. Um, and all the audience is, is the top 25 visitors, 25% of visitors to yeah. our website. So like people who've not bought anything, but they've spent in, in terms of time, they've spent, they're the top 25% of visitors. The, I've got a particular retargeting campaign that we run to that audience and it can, that converts at around about five pounds per cost per acquisition and around about 15 times return on ad spend. It's insane. And it's like, because we've basically cherry picked those top, that top audience, they could have come from Pinterest, they could have come from YouTube, they could have come from Twitter or whatever, but we've captured that top 25% of people based upon the time they spent on the site. So that's super, super important. Right, so Rachel, this is what I want you to do. Go and grab one of your videos from YouTube and upload it to uh, Pinterest because you will probably find that the people in, who engage with it on Pinterest and click through will stay longer. They'll probably stay just as long as YouTube. It's a different, because it's, you can't really com compare images to video, completely different. When people watch a video, they actually get uh, sort of engaged and they want to know more. So they will click through, which is why people from YouTube who click through always stay longer because they already know that they want to click through. People who just see a, an image, May, in their own head, they've interpreted it for some, one thing, they click through and it's not what they thought, so they click straight off again. Okay, so definitely, definitely try uploading some of your YouTube videos. Um, I got, I was really impressed. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's basically, it's a brand new option to upload videos. And there you go. Da, da, da. Let's finish up, put up on a on a, a good note. So, and as I said, uh, zero to 2000 plus followers on Pinterest in three months and slowly building, and it's now creating traffic. It's, you know, uh, I, you know I, I was fairly sure that he was already on Pinterest, but if he wasn't, he'd be nuts, basically. Um, yeah, so it's it's a great, it's a great place, certainly if you've got something which is very visual, which I know that Anders does, so um, yeah. Super. If I was him, start creating a few videos of his stuff. Just walk around with a camera. Uh, with your, walk around with your new iPhone 7 because he's upgraded. Oh. Yeah. He's gone to the iPhone 7. I've gone to an 11. Ooh. I've gone to an XR. Ooh. So just to finish off, this is my afternoon. <laughs> Are you going to read the instructions? I, I, I took a, I took a photo of the instructions and I sent it to, to our to our good friend Michael Christon, the the marketing genius that is Michael Michael Christon, and um, yeah, I'm wait, wait, waiting for the response. <laughs> Just it'll be fine, right, guys? Tim's going to go and build some shelves. I'm going to go and distribute this, and think. I'm going. I'm, I might do a thinking day this afternoon. Cool. Early beer. Quick to think. We're out here. Namaste. <laughs>
You've been listening to the Friday Live thing. For show notes and resources, head over to members.seriousmarketersonly.com.